Oh boy. What is your number one recommendation for that any agent can do to make the biggest impact in their agency moving forward? Number one recommendation. And I know if somebody repeats the question, it means they're thinking about it off the top of their feet. So, okay. <laughs> but for me, if I had to really get intentional, figure out what your numbers are. Mm. As we're like, our whole game is it's a numbers game. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. We took our notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies led Craig and I to selling more than $10 million in premium in the last two years. On this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the same results. Just go to live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. If you jump on this call with us, we're certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there. Do you do any paid marketing, like buy internet leads or... Anything like that? I need to. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like I was mentioned to Jason before we hopped on here, it's, I'm actually un, in discussion. I, it's one of the things that I would like to do is look at purchasing a book of business, something I've never done before. There's possibly one that's available. And if I can do it, pull it off. And I know that's one of the things that for me to hit the numbers and to merge it in, I'm going to need to be able to learn this game. So that's an area where I know nothing about. I don't do it. Like I've done the stuff when the company would give us matching funds or whatever. It's like, it's stupid not to. And we'd get some of those and yeah. they worked out. But it those were always kind of the back burner leads for us. It's like, if we know for a fact that all these referrals are going to close at 70% or whatever the number is, I think I think our overall close ratio is 58% for our office. We yeah. looked just the other day. So like, why are we not spending time on those versus these ones that are going to close at a couple percent? And it's like, yeah, if things slow down or whatever, yes, we're firing up, we're doing the calls and the emails and maybe we're too late to hit them because we didn't get them right away. Like I've heard... But it's we're closing on this stuff. Why are we not going to focus on the good? So like there's filler if it does get slow. But that's I haven't done a lot. Long answer for a short question, I guess. Well, <laughs> a lot of opportunity for you. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was saying. I yeah. yeah, we had a conversation about that before. And yeah, I mean, if you can, if you can achieve what you've achieved uh, organically, I mean, that's just fuel for the fire. So super cool. And and you had mentioned um, referrals earlier. And, um, mm -hmm. how do you train and, and how do you approach referrals? So a big part of that is, and this is again, this is nothing that I came up with. This is all stuff that I've taken from the trainings and actually implemented. And that's why sure. I think this is a, like so many times I've realized you just ask these other successful people what they're doing and they're willing to tell you because they know most people aren't going to do it. Right. So, it's like, <laughs> well, so, so it's certainly not in Alaska. <laughs> no. So it, this is one I got from Jay Adkins, yeah. which it's like, well, you make sure you plant the seed a couple of times. One of the things we want to make sure we're doing is impressing you so much that throughout this, you have no problem giving us a referral at the end of this. And then yeah. after you close them, asking that, you know, by the way, remember I mentioned I wanted to impress you so much. Who else could we be able to help like this? And yep, sure enough. Okay. They give us a name and we get to talk to him again. And, you know, another one of them is this one from Jeremy Olson. How does he do so well with all of his mortgage referrals? It's not that we can give them really so, something back. We find out later, and we're like the last yeah. people to find out in the home quote process that somebody wants it, but we make sure we get them their binders as soon as possible to keep that process moving. Right. And 
especially now in the home close process, I don't know about where you guys are at, but up here, it's become a four month ordeal because they are so jammed up. It is such a delay. Something that used to be 45, 60 days here is taking two or three times as long. And so like I've told the, the them and I've told the team, we are not going to be the reason for a home closing delay. Like make sure we're mm-hmm. getting these people what they need. And so we get a lot of referrals in that capacity from the mortgage brokers because they know we're going to get it turned around. Right. And they have their stuff with us too. And so it's like, they've got no problem saying, yeah, here's who I use and here's who I'd recommend talking to. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a win in that capacity that we're able to help them. So that's how we use them. Yeah. Love it. I love the notion of uh, the setup. You ask ahead of time because nobody wants to make a decision on the spot, right? They're instantly, nope. their guard goes up. But <laughs> yeah. if you, yep. if you lay that, you plant the seed at the beginning and you say, Hey, look, I, I'm not asking you right now, but, but if I do really well, would you potentially think about referring somebody? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. It's so non-threatening. And then when you do ask, you already asked a long time ago. So now they've already, agreed. it's, it's great. They're yeah. obligated. Yeah. They're obligated. And it's along those lines where you talk about setting the expectations of, you know, I'm going to be asking for this stuff later. This has been one of the biggest things that I've used with our team as far as opening up conversations and being able to overcome objections is at the very beginning of it, planting the seed and kind of in the setup of, yeah, we're, we get somebody on the phone or they come into the office and I tell them, it's like, you know, so I'm going to tell you two things here really quick that I've learned after 10, 11 years of selling insurance. One of them is beyond obvious. I know you don't want to pay more than you need to. And they're always like, well, yeah, duh. Or like, like I said, it's the most obvious thing I could have possibly told you. But two is <laughs> I also know you don't want to call your insurance company after something has happened and be told, oh, for another dollar or something, you could have had the coverage or, oh, we didn't talk about this or no. So we're going to slow down the conversation. We're going to make sure we talk about, it. we're going to make sure you have a different experience. Does that sound fair? Well, yes. And so every single time now, when we go through the quote with somebody, and we bring up something like, hey, by the way, do you own or rent your home? Well, we rent. By the way, have you ever considered rent insurance? Well, no, I'm not interested. Oh, no, no, you're not. But remember at the beginning I said, I know you don't want to pay more for your insurance? Well, yeah. Well, that's a possibility that I might be able to bundle and actually get you more for less. So we'll come back to that. But if it's okay, like let's continue on this one here. But it always allows you that permission to go back. Do you remember at the beginning when you said right. you don't want to pay more than you need to? That's part of my job. Yeah. And the reality is most of the policies we sell are in, in our company's platinum or gold package. Most of them have maxed out liability limits because we can't sell umbrellas in Alaska. The company won't let us say after broker through. So it's like, oh, that's maxed out our liability limits. All those moose. Yeah. Oh, damn moose. So no, it's an aviation exclusion. So it, it, anyways, I'm not going down that path. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, how can most of the people have, have those higher limits, have the higher protection, are paying more. And it was super exciting the other day when one of our newer gals, her first sale, was somebody who was paying $300 more a year because they told her she's the first person who has ever actually explained insurance to her. And it, she didn't even talk about price. It wasn't anything. It was at the end of it that he volunteered that information that, and I'm going to be paying $300 more to switch, but you're the first person to actually explain this to me, how yeah. insurance works. And it's like, yes. So price only is that. an issue in the absence of value. It, it's so true. Ta-da. Everybody will argue and say, no, they don't care. No, they don't care because they don't see the value. That's why. I mean, you you have to create something, right? Otherwise, absolutely, absolutely, it's a commodity. If we don't show, like, just her talking about it was worth that, right? To that person, three hundred yeah. bucks, it was worth it. Yes, and people so overpay for coffee every day, all the time. <laughs> right? Yeah, and and being able to call it out too, like, hey, I'd be willing to bet every single conversation you've ever had about this went like this: What's your name? What's your number? What's your vehicle? What's your coverage? 
and then they spit out a number for you and you, it's either higher or lower than what you're currently paying. So you like it or don't like it. And that's your entire insurance conversation. Well, yeah, well, that sucks. We're not going to do that. So, <laughs> like, like, let's actually slow it down. And I guess this yeah. is both my parents as teachers sort of thing. Like, let's actually educate people about what they're buying. Right. And I'd say our retention reflects that. We've got almost 94% retention. People don't wow. leave us. It makes our growth numbers substantially easier. You're and the insurance so, black hole. I guess. so. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. I, right. I hope so. But, yeah. but no, there's, there's that sort of things. And, you know, totally stressing, like keep the back door closed. And if you do it right on the front end, things still get botched up from time to time. But I honestly couldn't tell you the last time we sold a policy out of state minimum. Like we yeah. just, the way we present, the way we talk about it, and I guess like when the difference between us carrying the state minimum and you carrying the maximum limits, like $8 over six months, wouldn't you want to? Well, duh. Nobody's ever told me. It's like, well, no, right. it, it drives me nuts when our call centers assign us policies and we see state minimums. It's like, that's not somebody talking about. That's not somebody actually protecting them, not doing what we're supposed to do. Right. Like that's where I get, that's another conversation. We'll keep it positive. Well, so. the, the vast majority <laughs> of, of agents out there that are selling, I'm going to match your stuff are really helping us, right? Are helping the ones that are creating those conversations. They're making our life easier because they're they're Absolutely. having that same, that uh, hypothetical talk that you had, right? The order taker. Yep. And they're yep. creating that that perception that we just have to break. All we have to do is change, change it, right? We just have to shift the gears. Um, I think these and, are the same agents that in one of the, it was just literally yesterday I saw in one of those, a really nasty post out there. And like, I don't really participate. I'm in those, those group, Facebook groups just to kind of see what's the pulse. Cause that's somebody's perspective, whether it's right or wrong, that's how they perceive it. But right. Jason, I saw you chime in on somebody. I think you got called somebody who's sniffing unicorn farts. It's like, <laughs> those are the agents that I'm not worried about. Like let them sniff those. And I was just like, what a ridiculous response. Like what? But I came back a little agents. hard off that too. I Good. literally regretted that as soon as I, did you, I don't keep know if your you read that. Did you delete it or I, I haven't seen it. No, I kept it up. I used the curse word too. Good. Oh, Fantastic. Mr. Jason, go you foul bottle. mouth. Tag nope. me on it. I want to see that. that I will sounds not, exciting. I will not be replying to any of those because that is a valid point. So then the, the point after that was, you know, some people just want to vent. And I understand that. And people should. I just think as agents, we should be lifting each other up and helping us in the right direction. And I like being called out on my own crap, right? Like, I think yeah. that that's a good thing, at least in the circle of dudes that I've ever hung out with. Like, you call each other out on your crap, you know? Instead of encouraging when somebody's pissed off about something that they can't control. But I mean, again, I, I should, I got to exit that group. But it's so <laughs> alluring and, and easy if things aren't going right to just go that direction. Right. Right. It's, it's like, it's the, it's the pity floor. potty. And, and, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, ah, it's just easier to complain. Right. Instead of In actually taking action and, and doing something, there's always going to be the 80, 20 rule. But I think always. that. Every single person that's in the 80 that isn't crushing it can ascend to the 20. You just but have to take action. Here's the thing. I don't like a lot of stuff that's going on. It's not right. like I, Absolutely. I like it, but I just don't. I mean, why would I waste my energy caring about like. You literally can't control it. Like, no, oh, that's been a game changer for me in, in understanding there's things that come up. And you just, you literally got to let it slide off your back. If you can't control it, why spend the time in the misery? Cause then whether it ends up sucking up a day, a week, a month of your time, cause you were pissed off about it. What did you accomplish? Nothing. Nothing. You're backwards. Yeah. You and it backwards. kills, 
It kills the momentum of any good that you're doing. When you focus on negativity, you produce negativity. So like if you have like momentum going in your business, like even if, you know, I know that everybody has some staff that they love, the reasons that they show up to work, that's awesome. Like there's so much good. And as soon as you start dwelling on that negativity, you're killing any momentum that you have. So it's like, you got to just not do it. That's why I... I'm, I'd like to think of myself as a positive person and I, and I encourage that all as well too. And so it's, that's why I like these kind of conversations too. It's you get to pick the minds of other like-minded individuals in that capacity. And we're not here having a suck fest. And it's like, that doesn't sound fun anyway. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> well, there, somebody said it on a, I think it was Ahern was um, Brian. Was it Brian Ahern that just said, look, we're always going to have problems. There's always problems. You want right. to create good problems or bad problems? I mean, I'd rather complain about good problems if I'm going to complain, but nobody wants to hear the complaining anyway, right? Right. Yeah. And so it, it just doesn't do any good. I mean, that's what I struggled for a while, right? With trying to figure it out. And I think a lot of agents at some point, it's up and down, you know, there's, there's going to be man. challenges. But and these last two years have been ridiculous for so many people. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's very easy to go down that slippery slope, but it's like, no, I would encourage anybody, you know, find the, the group of people who you can talk to who will help keep you up and keep you going. That's that's a total game changer for your sanity and the people around you. Hundred, You're not a curmudgeon then. Yeah. Yep. With that, that 94% retention, you must be doing something really awesome after the sale and as you bring those clients on. What kind of things do you do to really solidify that relationship? A lot of it goes back to those renewal calls. It's a combination of the renewal calls. I attribute those like, and just literally thanking them. That's how all those conversations start. Like when was the last time you got thanked by any place that you've shopped from? Like whether it's your cell phone carrier, your gas utility company, even it's something that you have to have, right? You have to have electricity for your house. Has your electricity company called you and said, thank you for buying from us? No. So insurance is something that so many people have to have required by law. So we get to reach out and be that different voice. Like, Hey, Thanks just so much. We appreciate it. You know, you've been a client for five years, 10 years, six months, whatever. Uh Like, thank you for your continued business with our office. So that's a big one that I attribute that to. And then the second one is the audit list, the cancellation audit list and hammering that. And one word that we changed, we saw, and I got this from the guy that I bought out was on our policies when it says canceled, don't use the word canceled, use the word lapsed. And it has such... Such a different connotation in how it comes across. Right. Be very intentional about the words that you're using. And so if I call and tell you that, hey, your policy is about to be canceled, well, it's like, well, screw it. Why do I even want to pay you anything? I'll just go yeah. fire something up over here. Right. Hey, your policy is about to lapse. Just want to give you a heads up on that. I'm sure you're aware of it because you got 83 other messages and emails automated by the company. But just in case you missed those, your policy is <laughs> about to lapse. And using those verbiage and those get called religiously. That is a big reason why people don't end up leaving or lapsing because of that. And, you know, just those two things I would attribute more than anything to it. Yep. Love it. Love it. So here's a real serious question. Besides listening to this podcast, how do you keep yourself motivated? (laughs) How do I keep myself motivated? A big part of it is I I joined a mastermind group. So it's a group of people of all sorts of different entrepreneurs all across the country in all sorts of different industries. We meet once a week. We There's a couple of retreats. We go all around. A couple of them are, one of them is going to be hopefully in Europe, depending on how everything goes out. That's still debatable with the world as is. But no, it's just 
going and solving problems because the problem I'm solving in my insurance agency might be very similar to what somebody's solving in their car dealership, which might be very similar to someone's solving in the restaurant. You just unplug restaurant and plug an insurance agency and that problem got solved by this solution. And so that's how I keep motivated. It's like, look at what these other people are doing. And, you know, one lady in the group last last year, she just it was grinding and grinding and grinding on her YouTube page. And, you know, she was making a couple bucks here, a couple bucks there for years and years and years. And this last year just exploded. And she's pulling in 80K a month on her YouTube page. And it's Ugh, just ridiculous. Amazing. And it's wow. like, OK, so let me talk to these kind of people because I've done literally nothing with YouTube. Like I mentioned, this is my very first podcast. I know there's so many other things out there that you can do stuff with. Yeah. And so learning those and being open to learning is, I'd say, um, that's what keeps me going. I love it. And we said this earlier, but you have a voice for radio. <laughs> love it. I have Perfect. heard that before, but I'm still in insurance, I guess. I, I think he, he's got the voice for radio, but the face for YouTube. Yeah. Ooh. You got the whole, the whole, the spectrum. whole package. He could be on ESPN. Uh, what, what do you think, Chris, is the biggest change that's going to affect all of the agencies here in the next couple of years? Maybe ESPN ate the Ojo. Um, as, far, <laughs> as far as the biggest change that's going to impact, I think it's really going to be as where is it at? And I don't even like saying it this way, but like figuring out what your boundaries are, knowing mm. that there's going to be these huge changes coming. They've already rolled it out. This was, they at least gave us a bunch of advance notice with the company that we represent that there's a big changes coming, knowing what your boundaries are. And if your boundaries no longer fit within the direction that they're going, they're going to leave you behind. Mm -hmm. So you either, kind of going back to what we were talking about a moment ago, you make up your mind of either you're in this and you're going to win and you figure out how to do that. Or you say, bye, Felicia, my book's for sale. So right. <laughs> that's... Just be willing to adapt and change and and take the time to learn. And I guess going back to one of the other things, Jason, kind of ties to that. What have I done that keeps me motivated? It's I joined a book club too. That's another mm, thing. I We read nice. a book. It's it's Jays? not anything intensive. Jay's, yes. Yeah. And we were on it this morning. And we only have to read 15 pages every day, which doesn't sound like a lot. Before I joined it, I hadn't read five books in five years. And now we're flying through it and absolutely love it. It's been one of the best decisions I've ever made. And it just helps keep me accountable. And it's something that I find very enjoying. And it allows me to think outside the box. And I get to learn from somebody else's experience. Right. Why would I not want to learn from that? And so yeah. instead of trying to go through. So it's be willing to adapt. Be willing to make the necessary changes to, to stay in business, to stay profitable, whether that's hiring, whether it's in my case, figuring out how to do internet leads and that whole game. Like whatever it needs to be to grow and continue to, to find the fun. And I think more than anything, figure out what your boundary is for your work and life harmony. Because there's yeah. a work-life balance, but I think finding that work-life harmony, and sometimes you do got to put more work in so you can put more play in. Mm -hmm. And finding what that is for you, I've had so much more fun over the last two years intentionally by, as weird as it sounds, scheduling fun. And yeah. whether it's been getting back into playing hockey with my idiot buddies whether it's been going on vacation, whatever it is, spending time with my nieces and nephews, like it doesn't matter. I'm not in the office. And as much as I enjoy what I do, I get to enjoy going in because I get to spend this time having fun out here. And when I'm yeah. out here doing whatever, I'm present there. When I'm in the office, I'm present there. Right. So presence it's a lot. I love that. It, no, it's true. And as you get older, like when you're in your like me? early 20s, yeah. When you're in your yeah. early 20s or, or early 90s, like Craig, uh -huh. no, if you're, if, if you're in your <laughs> early 20s, you don't, think about scheduling fun. And I love that point that you just made because it's like, you don't think about that. That just naturally happens. But as you get older, 
you become more responsible, you, you know, you're growing your family, your business, whatever. So at some point, you lose sight of that. And then you do need to be intentional. I mean, right. I guess you, you need you to be intentional a about everything. Everybody else's schedule. Yeah. They'll fill right. your schedule up for you if you don't schedule it. Yep. That and, I, I floated the idea of scheduling fun time with my wife, and that didn't work out. I think that that's a different kind <laughs> of fun time. At, oh. night? Yeah. at night, you know, just at, you know, whenever. Yeah. You got the I said, here, request here, on the here's seven, email Here's invite? seven nights, you know. <laughs> I'm scheduling fun time. Fun time. Go back. Remember at the beginning when I told you we were going to have fun for her? Like, try that with her. See if that works. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I only carved out five minutes. I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. (laughs) Yeah, she knows what's coming. Congratulations. (laughs) Fun intended. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh boy. What is your number one recommendation for that any agent can do to make the biggest impact in their agency moving forward? Number one recommendation. I know if somebody repeats the question, it means they're thinking about it off the top of their feet. So okay. (laughs) But (laughs) top of their feet. (laughs) So I'd say for me, if I had to really get intentional, figure out what your numbers are mm. as where like our whole game is it's a numbers game as like if you take the personality out of it, which I don't like, I like making this a very personal relationship with our clients and that can be part of our, our retention as well too. But at the end of the day, figure out what those numbers actually are. Cause, and that's an area that I know I can work on a lot. There's a lot I still need to learn and figure out with that, but know what your numbers are, know what it's going to take to hit these minimums, know what it's going to take to exceed the minimums, know what it's going to take to hit these best top levels, know what it's going to take to be able to allow your team to take as much time as they want off as long as they're coming back and we're hitting the numbers. Like, so I would say that know your numbers, know what you're going to need to do to get there, know what you need to hire out to invest in. Like I said, going back team hired to me, originally, when you gave me that number, I was like, that's ridiculous. You know, I'm spending that. Well, wait a second. It's only me spending this much an hour for a full-time recruiter. Duh. Like right. a bookkeeper. I swear I've got one of the best deals in bookkeeping. I pay her just over $200 a month and she takes care of all of my payroll, <laughs> all of my quarter. Like, I don't want to do that stuff. Right. And it's like, I can just, she scans all my receipts for me. Like she's an absolute sweetheart. She takes care of all that stuff. And okay, that's outsourcing. And so it's like figuring out those sort of things that know your numbers, know what you need to do and know what you can outsource to help you streamline and get better. So hopefully that makes sense. I know it's from the top of my feet. I love that. No, I love that. I, I love worked that. on Jason a very long time for him to outsource his bookkeeping, and he finally did it. Well, because, so yeah, because my argument was like QuickBooks kind of like nah. has the automation in it. Oh, but they make it so easy, right? No, nah. but you still do stuff. Like, there's still a lot of stuff to Are you do. Spending but... an hour on it, two hours, three hours, you know, and he's like, well, yep. a couple hours, no big deal. I'm like, dude, it's $200. You could do something yep. else with, that, with those yeah. two hours. A couple hours a year, though. I Man. did my books once a year. It was not. It was oh, not well, good. then that's the whole... not good either. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great decision there. Yeah. 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 A hundred, oh, so... Hundreds of thousands of dollars coming in a year, and, and he's just. Yeah, I just do it once a year. You got to pinch yeah. pennies where you can, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, goodness. Just buy less monsters. Yeah. Oh, boy. Ooh, gross. Uh oh. What's that? What's... That's one of those. Um... Is that the Yabba Dabba Doo? <laughs> no, that, that's the old. Uh, every phone in the office just went off for a missing missing persons. Oh, really? Yeah. They push those in oh, iOS. Amber, amber alert? Yeah, it was like an amber alert. I oh. deleted it before I read it just because. Oh, well, thanks for doing recording. your part. No, well, I, I, I kind of freaked out. 
Okay. Kind of freaked out. Well, but it is what yeah. it is. Chris, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, where can they find you? Just throw a Google in there. You can throw a Google. You can find the address. You can find me on Facebook. This is another area. Like I don't do Instagrams or any of this other stuff. I don't. Yeah. It, it is what it is the there. But yeah, you can find me there. Yeah. I, I don't have any of these other side businesses or anything, which is actually something I am working on. It's through the encouragement of my mastermind group. Something else I'm working on. I still, there's a lot of ways to go. Maybe we'll come back and talk about that later this year if it gets launched. Cool. So, no, I should say when it gets launched. How That's about right. Nice. Make it Love happen. It. Well, yes, intentional about Chris, the words you use. A hundred percent. Chris, I want to just thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us, to share your wisdom and your everything you've learned about the agency and love your whole thought process and how much you care about people. Been really, really cool conversation. So thank you. It's amazing. Well, thank, thank you, you both. Yeah, this this has been pretty cool. It just like I said, it's my first one of these for me. And I remember a couple of years ago when you guys first launched, and I had another one of the agents here in the state. We we laughed about because like we had these kind of conversations all the time. How you guys start with the <laughs> coffee house or whatever. It's like right. we could have been recording these for a long time. It's like what are we doing? I you know. Guys did it. So kudos to you. No, this is awesome being on it. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, right. Chris. Thank you. Have a good hey, one. You're very well. Make it a great day. You yeah. too. Bye. All right, take care. Hey, what are you still doing here? Well, while you're still here and while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. Yeah, if you weren't listening before, we took notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies did help Craig and I write over 10 million in premium in the last couple of years. And let me tell you, on this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the very same results. Again, that's live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. And if you jump on with us, we are certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there.